0: The Cosmic Christ Center presents The Cosmic Bible With your host, Ascendant Master, Theologian, and Bible Instructor, Mercy Heavens. Touch the face of God. Hear the Spirit in every word and commune with the cosmic knowledge of the Creator. This is Christ's Word. Theme music, Blue Skies by David dot Feslian. studios.com Genesis 4-7 And God said to Adam's son Cain, If you do not do what is right, sin lies at your door, and its desire for you will beckon you to do its calling. This is why you must use self-control and rule over it. This is why God gave you the fruits of the Spirit. Welcome to the Cosmic Bible. I'm Mercy Heavens, and the new Christ way is here. Jesus told me when reading the Bible, do not waste your breath or soil your mind on the violence, corruption, and inequities that men have placed inside the Scriptures. Instead, look for God inside the Scriptures. This is a task all men should toil over. When questioning where God is inside a Scripture, do not ask yourselves, why did God do this or why did God do that? Remember who and what God is, and you will find God without the need for any questions. All you need to know about the Old Testament is this God never gave man permission, authority, power, or jurisdiction to go to war, to perform sacrifices, to slaughter, to kill, to harm, or to murder any animal or any man. God also never told man to plunder, destroy, burn, steal, rape, or conquer any lands concerning exclusions, persecutions, stonings, floggings, hangings, and oppression, never did God permit men to do any of these things. God never told man to exclude his non-human creations from care, respect, dignity, equality, rights justice fair treatment healing well-being safety protection defense or peace of mind and god also did not exclude god's animal creations from the definition of words such as murder and mercy these things are all man's traditions never did god permit men to exclude women from teaching or speaking or showing their face in public. Never did God say a woman could not exercise authority over a man and never did God tell man that a husband has full control over his wife. These things are fallacies. Man is not the head of any woman. When speaking of childbirth, God increased no man or woman's ability to give birth in great numbers so they would overpopulate the world. And God never exiled any man or woman from their homeland, nor did God ever help any man carry out evil against any creation. God never told man to fight. Or use might. There are many things inside the Bible that are untrue, and the circumcision of men was one of them. God did not give man permission of authority to do this thing. Another untrue thing that men convince you is God's truth is this during a woman's blood letting, the woman should be exiled, for she is unclean. This is untrue. God never told men that women were unclean. This is a fallacy that shuns procreation. Without this period of time in a woman's life, there would be no increase in human population. This is one of the many reasons that men declared I was a virgin birth. But this is untrue too. I was conceived as all men were conceived, because men called me the Messiah. They found it necessary to wipe me clean of all transgressions and impurities. But I tell you the truth. My mother Mary nursed my father Joseph's first wife, Rhea, who was dying. And the time my father and my mother spent together was in comfort. This led to my conception. Born I was to my mother, Mary, a mortal woman of the earth. Yea, men pervert my very birth. They flaunt their sins like gems and riches on display for all to see. Yet their lies are dull and twisted, and their tongues are fought like serpents hidden in the trees. Concerning circumcision. God wanted man to stay in natural perfection. God did not want any man to alter their bodies and minds. In worldly rituals. God wanted men to raise their minds and improve their minds through following the fruits of the Spirit. Men that tell you God look to change their physical appearance are telling you lies because men are focused on their bodies and worldly things rather than being focused on their minds and on spiritual things and godly things. Men must learn that the body is death and only the mind is eternal. You do not have to read the Bible to know that all of man's violence, wars, greed, money, lusts, commerce, fighting, indiscretions, transgressions, and inequities were from the minds of men and not from God. Never did God give man authority or permission to do these things. The truth has come to set you free But whose truth will you follow, man's or God's? It is man's choice to make. Will man choose to perish by continuing to dominate the planet through might and equity and violence or will man lead the world through restoration and live? What will men choose, rejection or renewal? What side of this choice do you stand on? And what side of this choice do you choose? Do you rise with the fruits of the Spirit and the truth of God, or do you fall into the depths of the pit? If you choose the pit, you have chosen the hell that man has invented and placed upon the world. Yea, it is true, men are blinded by the world of men, and so they are also deaf to the true wisdom of God. The minds of men are twisted like the branches of the trees. They do their darkest deeds in secret and hide from the clarity of truth and light, so the truth and light can never find them. All of these things that I told you concerning the Old Testament are insignificant and irrelevant because they are not things that will raise your minds. I told you them to awaken the quality of your own minds, so that you will not repeat the mistakes of the past. God was made the scapegoat for the wicked deeds of men. For men convinced themselves that if God was made the culprit and instigator of all their violent wars, sins, inequities, and crimes, then men would be blameless for these things. Through their own faults, devotion, and obedience to God, they would tell the people, God told us to do these things, and we must obey all of God's commands. Because the people trusted these men as their leaders, and because the leaders told the people to fear God, the people praised these men. They praised them as assassins, warmongers, and criminals, and then they put them high on a godly pedestal while celebrating their violence and brutality as good and perfect deeds. When one reads the Old Testament with spiritual eyes, man's iniquities against the world are clear for all to see. For the world of men is run by greed and self-indulgence rather than being run by true justice and God's own truth. It is because men left their duties as shepherds that the world is collapsing around them while their destruction of the world is bringing the entire planet to states of ruin. Understanding man's role as a shepherd is to understand how men were supposed to apply the fruits of the Spirit to their everyday lives. Once again, the fruits of the Spirit can be found in Galatians 5.22. The fruits of the Spirit are love. According to 1 Corinthians 13.4, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast. Love is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not selfish, self-serving, self-indulgent, or self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. Love never fails, for love is fair, just and impartial to all. The fruits of the Spirit are joy and peace according to God's definition of peace. James 3.17 But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. Isaiah 52 7 how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who proclaim peace and salvation good news and good tidings isaiah fifty-five twelve. for when you go out in the world full of joy and your actions are led forth in peace the mountains and the hills before you shall break forth into singing and all of the birds in the skies, the animals on the lands and in the waterways, the trees, flowers, and natural life in the fields, all shall clap their hands and rejoice. Romans fourteen seventeen, The kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 May the God of peace sanctify you completely as your whole spirit, soul, body, and mind are kept blameless. This is peace. Job 22.21 Agree with God and be at peace. Leviticus 26.6 i will get peace in the land and you shall lie down and no one shall make you afraid luke 1 7 9 bring light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and you will guide your feet into the way of peace isaiah 48 22. there is no peace for the wicked Peace is free of all darkness, for peace brings salvation to all. Peace is gentle, kind, blameless, fear, just, righteous, open to reason, full of mercy, compassion, and good fruits. And this means peace is also spiritual pursuits, for the fruits of the Spirit are peaceful. Peace is also impartial and sincere, for peace is a higher state of ultimate freedom, absent of all mental and physical states of suffering and disturbance. Peace is a calming presence of tranquility and serenity that is untroubled without worry or fear. Peace is a state that is without pain, distress, and upheaval, for it is free from all inequity, corruption, violence, depression, anxiety anguish, nervousness, and anger. When one is at peace, their emotions are still and at rest, for they are safe, secure, and not bothered. For in peace, one's state of mind is without torment, while their feelings are quiet, serene, and absent of all hardship and confrontation. When one's emotions are at peace, they are steady and under control, and nothing can set them off balance psalm 119 through 165 great peace have those who love god's law for when you love and obey god's law nothing can make any life form stumble isaiah 32 17 the effect of righteousness is peace james three eighteen. A harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Proverbs 12.20 Deceit is in the heart of those who devise evil, but those who plan peace have joy. 2 Corinthians 13.11 Finally, brothers rejoice. Aim for restoration. Comfort one another. Agree with one another and live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Ephesians four three, Be eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Romans 12.18 Live peacefully with all. Hebrews 12.14 Strive for peace with everyone. Romans 8.6 The mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. Psalm 34.14 Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Romans 14.19 So then let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual building up. The fruit of the Spirit is forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Forbearance is restraint and tolerance. It is the action of refraining from exercising or enforcing any retaliation, movement, action, or measure that might harm, kill, or cause suffering, hardship, death or distress to any life form or living creation. Jesus told me it is up to the holy ones to reverse the damage that men have brought into the world. The ones that follow God in spirit and in truth must cling tightly to the spiritual foundation of all that they were taught. In order to save and restore the earth from the evil and havoc that men have raised upon the land and inside her waterways. In a message to Reva Christ, Jesus said, your individual growth on the spiritual platitudes ascending towards heaven is more important than your combined or cojoined growth with others. For as humans, you are influenced by others And therefore affected by others, which in turn affects your concentration and dedication to the virtuous path and virtuous living. The time has come to guard the life upon the earth, her resources, her animals, birds, and the creatures that live in the water and on the lands and in the deserts and wilderness. These are your flocks. Guard your flock with your lives for you are shepherds of the earth as i was a shepherd and as i did not kill you will follow in my place and you also will not kill care for the needs of your flock love your flock and see that no harm comes to your flock see that even you do not harm it let nothing come before your commitment to the virtuous path of the mind for it alone must hold your absolute obedience attention and devotion as the vein of man draws to a close time collapses in on itself the past and the future meet and become one what has been marked as prophecy shall be revealed and the word will come with a sword of justice God says find your way back to restoration the completion of all of god's laws starting at the beginning when eden was new one peter 5 2 be shepherds of god's flock that is under your care watching over them not because you must but because you are willing as god wants you to be not pursuing dishonest gain but eager to serve not lording it over those entrusted to you but being examples to the flock man was not created for his body but for his mind his mind was meant to hold god's knowledge all the spiritual intellect of the two worlds the spirit world which is god's living domain and the physical world the world of all the physical creations that came from god's architecture colossians 3 5 put to death therefore what belongs to your earthly nature impurity lust evil desires and greed god's intention for man is clear but men do not understand their role as shepherds and servants to the earth and the darkness of the world gripped man's mind and the need to be greater than a servant blackened man's heart and instead of seeing themselves as shepherds men saw themselves as wolves the ones who attack and kill the sheep in man's long reign of self-serving ideas and actions, there was years of bloodletting upon the earth until God sent his Son, Jesus Christ, to teach the ways of the shepherd. The shepherd is the way of being a servant to the earth. Luke twenty-two twenty-six. The one who is the greatest among you must become the youngest and the leader like the servant jesus was the greatest among all men and so jesus became a servant to the earth philippians 2:6. jesus existing in the form of a man while being the very nature of god did not consider equality with god something to be used to his own advantage rather jesus made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness, and being found in the appearance as a man. Jesus humbled himself by becoming obedient to death. To become obedient to death is to become at peace with death. And this means you must become obedient to the spirit inside you. When one is obedient to the spirit, they are submissive, complacent, and acquiescent to the spirit's needs so they do not do things they ought not to do, and they do not act in ways that destroy the good and holy purpose of their godly position on earth as shepherds. For when man destroys the earth, they act as flesh beings rather than spirit beings, and therefore they destroy their connection to God. Galatians five seventeen. The flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit desires what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. Every man must be ready to accept their positions as shepherds and servants on the earth without protest. for the servant works towards the good of the planet. The servant also works towards the good of the spirit, the good of the mind, and the good of God. The servant works towards the good of all life forms upon the planet, for the servant works for the good of all of God's creations. Be it known, the higher mind and spirit are one, and these are the things that will lead you to eternal life after death. When you work towards communing with your spirit and higher mind, rather than working towards pleasing your physical flesh, you please God and assure yourself a smooth transition to your eternal life in the afterworld, the world you enter when death comes and takes you from your mortal temple. Remember, all creation was blessed with the spirit of God. So to be obedient to your spirit is to be obedient to God. 1 corinthians three 16. don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of god and that the spirit of god lives inside you the spirit of god is your way to eternal life eternal life is everlasting in the mind when the spirit of god is inside you so you also hold the seeds of god it is the seeds of god that compel men to be shepherds men that do not take their place as shepherds on the earth, do not have the seeds of God within them. Do you still hold the seeds of God? Those who do not hold the seeds of God go astray from God. When a man goes astray from God, that man loses not only the seeds of God, but they also lose their own innocence to evil. 1 Corinthians 4:20. 20. Brothers, be like infants in evil. Jesus told me, do not lose the seeds of God by destroying what God created. For this creates the destruction of peace inside the web of existence. The destruction of peace in the web of existence is the destruction of peace in the mind. To destroy one's peace of mind is equal to the destruction of one's own body. How can the spirit thrive in a broken body and shattered mind? I tell you in truth, it cannot. God wants all men to know that the absence of peace inside a man's mind is the same as the absence of peace inside the minds of all living beings. The breaking of an animal's spirit, body, and mind is equal to the breaking of a man's body, spirit, and mind, For in both cases a broken mind and spirit leads to the absence of hope and faith. Peace must be present in the minds of all creations for God's Spirit to thrive. For with peace there is freedom from worry, fear, suffering, and distress. This is why God tells man, do not exclude animal kind from the peace, freedom, and liberty that man gives to themselves. When you take an animal's freedom away, so do you take away their peace of mind. Do not forsake the health or the peace of any life form or spirit, for the pleasures of the flesh do not feed the spirit nor do they feed the mind when the seed of god is planted in god's creations the seed of peace is also planted and this means demons cannot enter the mind the receiver of god's seed is now a temple that houses god's peace all temples that house god allow god to live and breathe inside them through their actions words and deeds when God is not present inside a man, the possession of demons turns that man's mind and heart to evil. Those with God's seed inside them hold a shield against evil, therefore enabling man to return to God at death. Men who hold the seed of God are not afraid of death, for their obedience to death makes them also obedient to the transition of their living mind. Shepherds hold the peace seed and spirit of god they are restorers but those who turn away from their role as shepherds are destroyers being a shepherd is the only way to keep yourself from evil but the seed of god is like an exorcism to all demons that want to possess you demons are the evil thoughts that destroy your connection to god demons are focused on the interests of greed violence and corruptions while the shepherd is focused on the interests of God rather than the interests of men. The interests of God are found in the care and well-being of all of God's creations. There is a story inside the Bible called Jesus and the pigs. In this story we learn that to be a shepherd Men must care more about God's interests than they care about their own self-interests. For those who care about God's interests return to God. This is how they are reborn to the internal life of the Spirit. This is the story of Jesus and the Pigs. Mark 5-2 One day as Jesus got out of a boat, a man filled with demons came out of the tombs to meet him, This man lived in the tombs because no other man wanted his evil around them. Although other men tried to restrain this man, no chain, rope, or bind could hold him, for the man had lost the seeds, peace, and spirit of God, and therefore he tore off the chains and ripped them apart and broke all the irons on his feet and his hands every time someone tried to bind him because no man was strong enough to subdue the demons inside this man they cast him out of town and exiled him inside the tombs come out of this man you impure spirits jesus called to the evil that dwelled inside the man before asking the man his name what is your name jesus asked and then the man replied my name is legion We are many, for as this man lost the seeds of God, we did take their place. What do you want with us, Lord Jesus, Son of the God Most High? In God's name, have you come here to torture us? God tortures no one, Jesus called. Men torture themselves by allowing evil into their hearts and into their minds. I am here to cast this evil out. A large herd of pigs was feeding on a nearby hill. And so the demons inside the man begged Jesus, We will leave this man. Just send us among the pigs, Lord Jesus, and allow us to go into them so we can live free. And so Jesus granted the demons request and drove the impure spirits out of the man and into the pigs. As the herd of pigs, about 2,000 in number, rushed down the steep bank into the lake where they were drowned those tending to the pigs ran off and reported this to the town and all over the countryside and the people went out to see what had happened when they came to jesus they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there peaceful for once again he was in his right mind but they were afraid Because so many of their livestock were now dead, they all began to plead with Jesus to leave their region in case Jesus bestowed the same fate onto them. As Jesus was getting into the boat to leave, the man who had been demon-possessed begged Jesus to take him with him. But Jesus said, I cannot take you with me. This place is where you belong. Go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you, and how he has had mercy on you. And so the man went away, and told the people how much Jesus had done for him. And all the people were amazed. In this parable, we see that a man is possessed by evil spirits. And so Jesus drives the demon spirits out of the possessed man, and grants the demon spirits refuge inside a field of pigs close by. Many people who read this scripture will tell you that Jesus loved the man so much that he forsook the pigs in order to heal the man and free his soul from the demonic evil that possessed him. But in truth this isn't so. The true meaning of the scripture is this. Jesus sends the evil demon into the pigs because he knows the pigs are innocent and filled with the seed, peace, and spirit of God, while the man holds no seeds at all. The pigs, being pure, innocent, and blameless creations of God, were also on the path of God. So they, like Jesus, were obedient to death, and therefore Jesus knew the pigs would return to God whole and unharmed, for God was inside them, waiting to grant them their eternal life. Jesus surmises in this scripture that the best place to send evil is to a holy place where it cannot survive and be corrupted by a world filled with men. So in order to save the inflicted man from his own corruptions, Jesus turns the evil inside the man over to the blameless, holy, innocent pigs, who were filled with the peace, seeds, and spirit of God. Just as all animals are filled with the seeds, peace, and spirit of God, Jesus knew that the pigs could not be corrupted like men are corrupted, for animals never lose the peace, the spirit, and the seed of God. Men, however, lose these things often, and they do so willingly and deliberately. Knowing the pigs were God's loving beings, this assured Jesus that the pigs would not allow the demons to take rest inside them, for the pigs would never allow any evil to take away the word, peace, seed, or spirit of God from their minds and their hearts. Whereas the man, on his own accord, allowed the demons to take the place of the seeds that God placed inside him, giving this evil no holy place to go. The pigs had no evil in them at all. And so when the demon spirits fled into the herd of pigs, the herd of pigs decided to produce a crop of good and godly deeds by rushing down the steep embankment straight into the lake where they sacrificed their own mortal bodies and drowned the demons so they could not return to heaven and be with God. The pigs knew that evil could not survive in a holy place and so they destroyed the evil and joined with God as God's perfect, blameless, innocent creations filled with the peace that God did give them. Once the pigs entered the lake, the demons did flee the pigs and sure enough they drowned while the pigs were taken up to heaven with the Lord. There was no life eternal for the evil in the demons, but there was life eternal for the spirits in the pigs. This parable shows the great faith that God has in his animal kingdom. The pigs and God were one, whereas the man was far from God, for the man allowed the evil demons to exist inside him. The man was a shepherd that turned rogue. Remember, Jesus did not take the man with him, although the man asked to go. Even though the demons were driven from the man, Jesus knew that the man had no seeds of God inside him. And therefore, since the man was corrupted once, he could be corrupted again. So leaving the man behind to face his own godless sins, Jesus kept his own innocence intact. The truth of God's words lie in all things peaceful, loving, merciful, kind, and compassionate. This is why all biblical scriptures must be interpreted, not through man's dark greed and self-interest, but through God's divine light. Jesus says, How innocent is a pig, and yet how brutal is a man! What evil has a pig ever done to any man? What evil has any animal ever done to any man? Yet men who cling to evil use their might and violent ways to stifle all animals, spirits, and peace, while assailing their bodies and torturing their minds. They take away their very lives, thoughtlessly, viciously, and deliberately. How wicked these men of the world are, and how very absent of love and mercy they prove their hearts and minds to be. Shepherds they are not for they are assailants of all things godly and innocent. In the Bible, Jesus Christ has a message for man after man relinquishes their duties as God's good and perfect shepherds on the earth. Ezekiel 34, 2 Woe to you shepherds who only take care of yourselves! Should not shepherds take care of their flocks? You eat the curds, clothe yourselves with the wool and slaughter the animals of your choice but you do not take care of your flocks you have not strengthened the weak or healed the sick or bound the injured you have not brought back the strays or searched for the lost you have ruled over them harshly, brutally so they were scattered because there was no shepherd and when they were scattered they became food for all of the wild animals. My sheep wandered all over the mountains and on every high hill. They were scattered over the whole entire earth and no one searched or looked for them. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As surely as I live, because my flock has no shepherd to guide them, they have been plundered and used as food for all the wild animals, including all men. And because my shepherds cared only for themselves rather than caring for my flock, I am against the shepherds, and I will hold them accountable for my flock. I will remove them from tending the flock so that my shepherds can no longer feed themselves. I will rescue my flock from their mouths, and they will no longer be food for them. Jesus saw the evil in men through their own deliberate, intentional, and willful abandonment of the animals. It was evident that God's peace, seed, and spirit could not be found in any man's mind or soul. And so, men themselves failed to complete their role and duties as God's earthly servants and shepherds. Rather than care for God's creations, man chose to destroy and devour them whole, while they allowed their own bodies, stomachs, mouths, and minds to become a demonic pit, opened to receive all things wicked and evil, while demolishing and sacrificing all things innocent. On our next podcast, we will be discussing the corruption of Moses. I mercy heavens, and this was Christ's word.